Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise podcast. I'm Alfred Jackson, the senior pastor and presiding bishop of Tabernacle of Praise Churches International. I come to you with 45 years of experience in teaching and preaching the Holy Scriptures. Now, each week on this podcast, you will hear informative and challenging messages that will help you develop a more meaningful relationship with the Lord and help you live out your faith more effectively. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now, let's see what it is the Lord has to say to us. Good morning, and welcome to Tabernacle of Praise Church International. Amen. Our Sunday morning worship uh, via Facebook Live and live streaming. Greet you all in the name of our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this, for thank God for this day, and thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Hallelujah. If we were together in one place, we'd be clapping our hands, we'd be shouting hallelujah. We'd be giving God glory and praise for his goodness, for his greatness, his majesty, and his the Lord our God is great. He is the sovereign God, the all-wise and all-knowing God. And we're here to worship him today. Thank God for this moment and time that we're here today. And we just give God the praise, glory, and honor. We're going to begin our worship. I'm going to ask um, Elder Brown to come and to lead us in prayer. And following Elder Brown, uh, we will read our scripture for the morning. And then Sister Freeman Wigfall will come and lead us. In a song of worship and praise. Amen. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us come into the house of the Lord. It is truly a privilege to be in the house today, even though that we are the tabernacles of the living God. Yes. It is a blessing to be in the building today. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. It is an honor and a privilege, amen, to come to the throne. So I'm asking that you would come with me to the throne on this morning. Father, we come before you praising you and giving you glory. God, we thank you for this day because it is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. God, we thank you, Lord God, that your, your, your mercy endures forever, Lord God. And we thank you for your sweet fellowship, Lord God, that you have with us, Lord God, and the words that you speak to us through the day. So God, while we're here, Lord God, lifting up your name, waiting to hear your word, Lord God, we ask that you would bless and move by your spirit, Lord God, that your word will radiate, Lord God, through the airways, Lord God, and it will do, Lord God, what you sent it to you, Lord God. Your gospel is the power unto salvation. God, there's someone today that will call on your name, Father. And as your word go forth today, Lord God, it will be soothing medicine to those that are anxious, Lord God, those that are in fear, Lord God. It will bring, Lord God, a relaxing spirit, Lord, that they will rise up in you, Lord God, and give you praise. God, in the living rooms of your people, Lord God, in the kitchen, Lord God, in the bedrooms, Lord, revival hitting the airways, Lord God. So, God, we thank you and we give you glory. We thank you for our bishop on today, Lord God. We accept your blessing, Lord God, even the more, God. Do a new thing in him today, Lord God. When the word is released, God, it will be released as arrows, Lord God, piercing the hearts of your people, God, bringing about a change in the land, God. God, it is not man that we look at, Lord God. It's not man's instructions, God, but it is your word, Father. We want to be obedient to your commandments today, God. So God, cause your people to put their ears to your mouth, Lord God, that they will hear instructions, Lord God, for how we walk through Lord God, that they will hear instructions, Lord God, how to abide in you, Lord God. So God, we thank you today, and we give you glory, God, and we give you praise in advance, Lord God, for the kingdom, Lord God, being expanded today, the kingdom being enlarged today, Lord God. We praise you, and we give you glory. In Jesus' blessed and holy name we pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. 
In the book of Judges, chapter 7, hallelujah, praise the name of Jesus. Judges, chapter 7, beginning at verse number 1. Verse number one. Then Jeremiah, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him arose early and encamped with him and encamped beside the well of, of, of Herod, so that the camp of the Midianite was on the north side of them by the hill of Marah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore, proclaim, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remained. Then the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, and the same go with you. And of, the, of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set him apart, set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink, and the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men, but all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lacked, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other people go, every man to his own place. Amen. Thus is the reading of the word of the Lord.
all we could, like we tried to do, we tried to, to, to formulate another plan uh, so that we could come together on the outside and people would be in their cars and we would have the service on the outside, given a semblance of a gathering. However, there were several things that were prevented that. And I, I'm a firm believer uh, that God has taken another attempt, attempted blow of the enemy and turned it into a blessing because of the things that the Lord has allowed us to do, seeing that we can't come together. Now, for those of you who are not a part of us, I'll have to tell you what the Lord allowed us to do. I think a couple of weeks ago, the Lord just dropped it in my spirit that we should start sharing pictures online, videos online, of memories of, of the 23 years that we've been together. And that's what our members have been doing. We've been posting videos and we've been posting pictures, a lot of pictures that have brought back some warm memories and some heartfelt memories. You know, some people have gone on to be with the Lord. They're not with us anymore, but it, it made them fresh in our minds. We, we saw people when they first came into the church and some of them were really skinny, you know, but God has, God, God has added to them, praise the name of Jesus. I mean, just some wonderful, warm memories that have been shared among us that we would not have done if we had been if had not been for this coronavirus and this stay-at-home order. You know, that would not have been on our minds. But we've done this, and it has done, it has done wonders among us. It's done wonders for me. I, I posted on Facebook that if a picture is worth a thousand words, then, then our pictorial and video history is worth two trillion words. And I hope you caught that. Amen. Two trillion. Praise the name of Jesus. So let me say here, for those of us who have the faith, amen, and the insight to see into this, as difficult as this time might be for you, try to find good in the midst of the chaos. Don't focus on the single trees. And yes, there have been some tragic things that have happened. And if you've lost a loved one during this time and you're grieving, I know that's very difficult. That's very difficult. But even in death, we have to look for the good. Amen? Amen? We have to look for the good. I remember when my mother passed away, and it was a tragic thing for me, but I have so many wonderful memories. So many wonderful memories of her. So we look for the good in the midst of these, the, the chaos that's around us. Don't look only at the single trees. Amen? Try to get a good view of the entire forest. Which means that you have to change your perspective. Yeah. You have to change your perspective. Amen? So don't focus so much on the disaster of the pandemic. Focus on the God who is in control of the world amidst this pandemic. If you're bitter with God, and I know there are some people that are bitter with God. Amen? A gentleman posted on, on, on my page that, you know, if you've lost everything that you've worked for, down through the years, you know, and he was sharing his his feelings about about opening up the economy again. But but it sounded like there's some bitterness there. You know, I haven't lost everything that I've worked for. I don't know what that feels like. But if I was bitter with God, I'd walk with God long enough to know that I need to look at this from a different perspective. I need to open myself up, glory to God and see things from God's perspective rather than my own perspective. And, and I need to see from the scriptures as I read Job that God can take a situation, God, God, God can take uh, bad things and, and turn them around and give you double for your trouble. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, if God allowed this thing, he allowed it for a reason. We must see as a nation and as a world of people that we can't continue to exist and ignore the creator and lord of the universe. Somewhere, somehow, we got to see this thing. We have been ignoring God. We've gone our own way. We've done our own thing. As I mentioned at the Sunday, we've, we've changed scripture so that scripture begins to satisfy us and make us comfortable in our sins. And God never intended for us never. to be comfortable in sin. Because the wages of sin is death. Yes. The gift of God, though, is eternal life. Jesus. We can't continue to live for ourselves. 
We can't continue to live as though we are an island unto ourselves out in the middle of the ocean, unconnected, sufficient in ourselves, without, with, with, without any need of, con of connection to anyone else but ourselves, but a select few. This is not the way God created us to live. It's not. So, so for us, and, and for us at GOP, we're seeing how God is using this pandemic in the midst of the stay-at-home order to accomplish some good things in us. One of them is our story in pictures. Amen. That is posted. If you haven't seen it, I don't know if you can access GOP members. Some things are on my website. But, but our story in, in, in pictures. And, and this is bringing us together. Amen? It is bringing back, as I said, fond memories. It's bringing smiles on our faces. Glory to God. It's causing us to feel a sense of connection. And I'm praying, amen, amidst what's happening for people who are still around here and have left us, that it will create such a fond memory that it's going to bring some people back home. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Because you see, sometimes as churches live and as churches exist, things happen and people have conflicts, you know, and people forget what it used to be like, you know, so they decide they're going to go somewhere. But seeing the pictures, they begin to see the value of what God has given us and what God is doing in us, and it brings back those memories that reconnect us. Amen. Amen. So, now, this is not just about tabernacle of praise. That's about the body of Christ, as I said. Amen? Um, yeah. And so one of the other things that I saw in this is that this pictorial directory uh, is bringing, is causing us to see the great work that God has allowed us to engage in through him. I've said several times from this pulpit, we need to see the value of what God is doing in us. We need to see beyond that we're just a small congregation gathering on Sunday morning. We need to see what God has used us to do. Now, seeing that is one thing. But when you see the pictures, when you, when you, when you see the storyline through pictures, and you begin to see what God has done, you begin to see the great works that God has done, you begin to see how God has used you to impact people and impact countries around the world, that paints a different picture. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're a small congregation. We're small in number, but not small in gifts. Amen. Not small in talents. Not small in inspiration. We're not small in faith, glory to God. And definitely, we're not small in works. The issue is that I'm sure all of us have, have, have not conceptualized the ways that God has used us. Amen. To advance his work in the earth realm. But this pictorial history has helped us conceptualize this. Has helped us see this with our own eyes. And if you haven't paid attention, I hope after the message today, you begin to pay attention to it. And, and in today's society, this is important for us to see. Amen. Even in your own life, and I'm, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but in your own life, it's important for you to see how God has worked in your life and as how God has orchestrated things to bring you to the place where you are today. Amen. Amen. With all, well, yeah. So I said in today's society, it's important for us to see this. Because with all of the focus on big, amen, big churches, mega churches in today's society, smaller congregations seem not to be the end thing in some people's minds. Amen. They seem to be insignificant. You know, we, we, we can't write a $10,000 check right now and give to one particular church. Amen. Amen. And so we may seem to be in some people's minds not significant and we may not get recognition for the small things that we do. Amen. But that's not what is important in the sight of God. Amen. Smaller congregations don't seem to be the end thing in some people's minds. So they like to flock to those things that are big. But God wants you to know that small things don't matter to him. What is significant in man's eyes is not what's significant to God. Right. Amen? 
You may not be as educated as the next person. Amen. You may not be as gifted as the next person. You may not have as much money as the next person has. Amen. Amen. And as people used to say, you may even be, have been born on the wrong side of the track. Glory to God. Amen. But that does not matter with God. Hallelujah. God simply wants us, amen, individually and collectively to join him in what he's doing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So as I pondered this and engaged in a conversation with one of one of my spiritual sons concerning the pictorial history that we've been sharing, uh, we began to, the Lord began to speak to me about some things. And I said to him, I said, I said, I sure hope you don't mind if I preach this tomorrow. I think that was yesterday, not a bit. Yeah, yesterday, but not. Because God has been speaking to me as we've been having this conversation. Things have been coming together in my mind. Amen. And in my spirit. And God took me to Gideon. I keep saying Gideon. God took me to Judges chapter 6 and chapter 7. Amen. For God called Gideon to lead the Israelites, amen, to war against their enemies, the, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and, and the the, the scripture says um, the people of the east and when you do the study it mentions that they are a group of people nomadic people that, 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 that raided uh, Israel the Canaanites. Amen. And what they would do was they would wait until the time that Israel's crops were beginning to, pro beginning to produce and they would come across the Jordan over into Israel they would bring their own livestock and their own camera. Remember, they were desert people, so they didn't have green grass and they didn't have the water, whatever, that was in the fertile uh, lands of Egypt. Amen. So they would come across the Jordan, bringing their livestock, bringing their camels. They would set up their tents, glory to God, and they would even raid, amen. They would set up camp at strategic locations and they would raid the Israelites' uh, farms. They would eat up all of their crops. And this, this lasted for seven years. For seven years they did this thing. Let me say to you today that if you've been going through something, I don't care if it's five years, seven years, ten years, God has a time set to deliver you. Mm. Yes, yeah. God has a time set to bring you out. Yeah. God has a time set to bring you through. Amen? Now in response to this, God chose Gideon. Amen. To lead the Israelites to fight against them, to overthrow them, and to kill most of them. I, I'm not going to preach the entire six and seven chapter. You have to read beyond where I stop reading to get the full account of this. All right, but to kill most of them and rid Israel of Israel of this enemy for some time. Okay, it is a unique account of how God changed the equation. Because you would expect that it would take a large number of people to fight against these invaders. Amen. God took 300 men, hallelujah, and used them to win this battle. Mm -hmm. As the account goes, Gideon starts out with 32,000 men. Seems like a good army for me. Right. <laughs> I'm going up against the enemy. I want, I want the whole congregation to be there with me. Right. Amen. I want everybody I can muster up. I want to get my, my, my brothers, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews, my cousins, my aunts, and my uncles that are left. I want to get all the, I want to get as many people as possible. But God said to Gideon, you have too many people. Too many people. Now, now, in, 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 in Judges chapter 7, verse 12, the Bible points out that their enemies were as numerous as locusts. That means there were, there were tens of thousands of them in this battle. Mm -hmm. But God said, Gideon, you have too many soldiers. Tell the fearful and the unbelieving to go home. Everybody that's afraid, go on. We used to sing a song when I was there. Well, years ago, God don't need no college soldier. 
Of course, we know that's those double negatives are not correct, <laughs> but God doesn't need a coward soldier. And so God said, tell them those who are afraid, send them home. 22,000 went home. Now, that, that left Gideon with 10,000. Seemed like a good number. But God said to Gideon, you still have too many. This is what I want you to do. Take them down by the water. All right? This is the test. All of those who lap water like a dog, meaning that they stayed on their feet and they scooped up water and they drank it. I want you to set them apart. The rest of them who get on, down on all fours and get on their hands and knees, I want you to send them on. 700, yeah, 22,000 left. Glory to God. I, I changed my numbers. That means that 9,700 men went on. Left Gideon with 300 men. 300 men to rout the enemy. These are the lessons that we need to learn and that God has shown to those of us who discern what he's doing or what he's done in this ministry for over 23 years. These lessons are critical for those who see themselves as small, those who see themselves as insignificant, those who may see themselves as not, as not having strength, not having might, not having ability. God wants you to know that he can change the equation. Amen. God wants to use you for his glory. Now, the first thing is I begin to look at this scripture. The first thing that, that and begin to consider our situation, the first thing that I, that, that, that I thought about was, or that the Lord pointed out to me was, that God wants us to join his agenda. Amen. We have to be, we have to engage God in his agenda, not ours. Amen. One of the things that's a hallmark of this ministry is that we focus on joining God in his work around the world. Amen. The Lord gave me a message many, many, many years ago from the scripture where Jesus said, my father is working and I work. So that means I need to join God in what he is doing. And, and I, as I've grown and developed over the years and studied more, I begin to realize that I don't have my own will. God has a will for me. And that I don't have my own work. God has a work that he wants me to do. And if I'm going to be successful, I need to join God in what he's already doing in the world. God is not waiting on us to join us in our work. God is already working. And God wants us to join him in what he's doing in the world. Yeah. John 5 and 17. After Jesus healed the man at the pool of Bethesda on the Sabbath, and the Jews began to persecute him and wanted to kill him. Jesus said to them, my father has been working up until now. And this is the scripture that I quoted earlier. And I have been working. Then in verse 19 he said, most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. I want to do what I perceive and see what God is doing in this world. Oh, it's easy to get sidetracked. Yeah. It's easy to sit down and, 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 and say, oh, I need to be doing this. It's easy to, to look at what another ministry is doing and try to copy that other ministry. It's easy, easy even as preachers, to look at another preacher's style and copy that style. But God created you as a unique individual. Yeah. God wants you to know that he's gifted you and wants to use you in the way that he's created. You have a unique personality. You have a unique characteristics about yourself. You're just a unique person. You don't need to be like anybody else. Jesus did what he saw his father doing. He did not have his own agenda. Saints of God, it's important for us to come to the understanding that we did not create ourselves, nor do we belong to ourselves. As such, we should not have our own agenda. In your life, you should not have your own agenda. We raise our children and we, we ask, what do you want to be in life? 
brother and raising our children and teaching them to pray and ask them to ask God, God, what is it that you want out of my life? God has an agenda for your life. God has called each of us to serve him. Amen. His church, the, 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 the gathered community of faith belongs to him. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. He didn't say, I'll build your church. He didn't say, I will build XYZ church down the road. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right. Oh, if the, if the gates of hell are prevailing, is prevailing against your congregation, maybe you should find out whether you're the Lord's church. Mm. Mm. So God has called us to serve him. Hallelujah. We belong to him. We exist solely to serve him in this world. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's our sole reason for existing. Amen. We don't have our own agendas. Like Jesus, who did not come to do his own will, but came to do the will of the one who sent him. Glory to God. It's called in John 6 and 38. We have not created ourselves. We do not exist for ourselves. Amen. We do not exist to do our own wills, but to do the will of the God who created us and sent us into this world. That cuts across the grain for people who say, this is my life. I live it the way I want to live it. Yeah. No. You didn't create yourself. Right. You do not exist for yourself. God created you. And God created you for his glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And guess what? I found out that's where safety is. Mm. That's where peace is. That's where joy is. That's where fulfillment is. When you find, when you follow God and get involved in what he's doing in the world. When you say, Lord, not my will, but thy will. Oh, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get past flesh. It's a real struggle to get beyond flesh. It's a real struggle to get beyond uh, what has been ingrained in your spirit and by the ways of the world and by the devil. But God can deliver you. God can set you free. God can raise you up. God can give you a mind to serve him. Yes. I heard a song a long time ago and I looked it up the other day. It says the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Though trials be great, and the way seems hard. It's in the will of God. It may be on the mountain peak or in the valley low, but wherever, wherever it may be, if God says go, oh, go. The devil is loose in the world. There's danger in the land. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the master's hand. It may be on the battlefront. It may be in the prison walls, and I add it, it may be on the mission field, glory to God. But wherever it may be, if God says go, go. Hallelujah. If God says do, do. If God says change, change. Put your trust in God. My prayer, my focus for this ministry has been to find out what God is doing in this world and to join him in his agenda. Amen. It would be easy to pattern our ministry after every other ministry. We could have started, we could have had a hymn choir, we could have had a gospel. God said, no, that's not what's going to happen in Tabernacle and Praise. Hallelujah. We could be having baby contests and, 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 and 100 women in red hats and 1,000 men in blue suits. But God said, no, that's not the way this ministry will run. Hallelujah. I wanted to go join God in the work that God is doing in the world. Amen. That's the reason that people will say, oh, that's the church over there that does mission. Well, what folk don't know is that, that everything we do is the mission of God. Amen. Yeah, that, that, that's the focus of ministry, to fulfill the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the reason that we push to win souls. Amen. That's the reason for the radio broadcast. Amen. In Liberia, that is heard via shortwave radio in five West African countries. Amen. That is the reason. Amen. For the podcast that has been heard around the world. We want to join Christ in His agenda. Yes. I've never been to Russia. I've never been to South Korea. I've never been to Spain. But God has opened the way for the gospel to be preached from this sanctuary and 
is around the world. Do you see what God has done? Because we join him and his agenda. His agenda. Hallelujah. God said, go and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. God didn't say start a church and stay at home. Mm. God said go. Yeah. God said go. I don't understand people, and I know I'm on Facebook Live, and I hope you hear me. I don't understand people who say, Doc, that's your calling. That's not my calling. Mm. How many ways did God have to say go? Mm. Last time I checked, go these stones. And he said, go into all of the world. Glory to God. Now, I can't get to every nation of the world, but the nations God will open up the door and send me to. I'm willing to go. Hallelujah. God said, Jesus said, the gospel of this kingdom will be preached in all the world for witness to all nations, to all people groups, and then shall the end come. We're praying for the end to come, but we don't want to go and preach the gospel. Some of us don't even want to facilitate the gospel being preached. My God. Jesus. In these difficult places, this is the Lord's agenda. We have to join God in his agenda. Where do you fit in? I know it sounds like I'm just talking to the church, but the church is made up of people. Yeah. Where do you fit in? You know, how you live in your life. What's the focus of your life? Oh, there's so many things that I've read and studied over the years. Why did I read and study them? Because I was preparing myself to be a part of God's agenda and to prepare a people to be a part of God's agenda in the world. Mm. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. We're going to build grand up buildings. We're going to have, by now, we probably could have put saved out of the money we sent to missions and built a grand building somewhere. But God didn't call us to build buildings. Yeah. And a building is wonderful. But God did not call you to build a building. God called you to spread the gospel and advance his kingdom. You can prepare people under a tent. Mm -hmm. Come on now. You can teach people under a tent. Yes. You listen to me? I've done it before. Amen? When we go on the mission field, we're not always in a building. Yes, Sometimes they're taking, they're taking palm branches, going to God, and they put a structure to keep us out of the, the sunlight. Jesus. And we teach people under that, under that breast harbor, as the old people used to say. How did we get to the place, glory to God, when our foreparents started finishing under the brush Come on, Bishop. Jesus. Now we got to have grand buildings with all of the bells and whistles. And there's nothing wrong with the bells and whistles. Just be doing God's agenda. Be following God and his agenda. Amen. Mm. Yeah. This pictorial history Tabernacle praise shows the heart's desire that our heart's desire is to join God in what he's doing in the world. Look at the pictures. Look at the storyline. Look at the story. From the inception of this ministry, when we left a, 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 a much larger congregation that had many more means and had much more money from the inception of this congregation, we never stopped doing the work of missions. Never stopped. Never stopped. The second thing, the second thing, hallelujah, that the Lord reminded me of is that numbers, size, natural ability, financial strength, or even education levels don't matter to him so much. Amen. Amen. I'm not saying no good education. I'm not. I want you to hear me clear. Amen. I'm not saying try to stay small. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, hallelujah, God can change the equation. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Jonathan said to a servant in 1 Samuel 14 and 6, nothing can hinder God from saving, whether by many or by few. Amen. Gideon felt small. Gideon felt inadequate. Gideon felt incapable of such a huge task. When we meet Gideon, he is threshing wheat in the wine press. Yeah. Hiding from the Midianites. Gideon is afraid. The angel is 
spoke to Gideon and said, the angel of the Lord spoke to Gideon and said, God has chosen you to go against the Midianites, fight against them. Gideon said, how can I save Israel? My plan is the smallest plan in Manasseh, and I am released in my father's house. Have you ever said when you were faced with something mm. how can I do that? Mm. I'm not equipped. I don't have the skills. I don't have the educational level. I don't even have the money. Mm. But the difference here is God promises Gideon his presence. God says to Gideon, surely I will be with you. And you shall defeat, defeat the Midianites as one man. Oh, and I read that thing. And I read it again. As one man. God, what do you mean? Uh, God is saying to Gideon, to Gideon, you shall defeat the Midianites as though they were one person. You up against one. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so God took, God took 300 men. God went up against an army. That was as numerous as grasshoppers, and God won. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes, That's amazing. Yeah. Amen. That's simply amazing. God did it. God is an amazing God. He's an amazing God. There is nothing that is impossible without God. There is nothing. Hallelujah. Yeah. So God used Gideon. God gave Gideon the encouragement. God gave Gideon the strategy. God gave Gideon the strength. God gave him the victory. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say something to you today. If your enemy is big and you seem small, that doesn't matter to God. Hallelujah. God and God with you is the majority. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'll say that again. Yeah. God with you is the majority. Yeah. Is the majority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God will give you the victory. Yeah. If your assignment is large and you are few in number, it doesn't matter with God. Amen. God will change the equation. He is the God of a large assignment. Mm. Somebody said this small is not God. Hallelujah. Because God is big. Yeah. And what God gives us to do is big. Glory to God. How can a small congregation of less than a hundred active members go into Liberia and Ghana and Burkina Faso and Guinea and Liberia and Morabi and South Africa and Kenya and the Dominican Republic and of course with our friends. How can we do it? Right. The assignment may be big. Yeah. I tell people all the time when I get ready to go on a mission trip, I don't have the money in a bank account. And most of the time, I don't come to the church and ask the church to write me a check to go. But every time I get ready to yeah. leave, everything I need yeah. is God. My God shall supply yeah. all of me according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God will, God, will, God will use you, and God will use you to accomplish whatever that assignment is. If your mission is great and your money is small and running out, you've got to know that God owns the wealth of the world. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. His wealth never runs out. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, they're talking about getting ready to give out another stimulus package. And you ask yourself, where did all of this money come so, from? <laughs> Oh my goodness, I hope that they realize that, amen, that all of this money really belongs to God. I know somebody's trying to get the credit, glory to God, but uh, all of this money belongs to God, and all of the credit goes to God. Amen. And if the United States can give us money, amen, and help us through this crisis, think about what God can do in your situation. Think about how God can bring you out, and think about how God can bring you through. Amen. That's why I said, don't get bitter if you seem to have lost everything that you had. Just wait on God. Continue to worship God. Continue to serve God. Continue to look to the hills from where your help comes from. And watch God. And then turn this thing around. Watch God begin to give back to you double for your trouble. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you today. 
that if you feel small up against your enemy or your assignment, amen, or whatever is confronting you, don't worry about your size. God's presence with you and his promise of victory is all that you need. Amen. I want to encourage smaller congregations. And I want you to hear me. If there are any pastors listening today, if there are any members of smaller congregations listening today, don't worry about your size. Get involved in God's agenda. God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God will give you strategies to engage in his agenda. God will add people to you to accomplish his ends in the earth. One day I looked up and I said, Lord, I said, Lord, I have all of these, all of these trained people in the church with skills and abilities. God showed me how to use these people. And then God began to open up things. You wonder how we got a website? God gave people in the church the abilities to do it. God began to open up things. Hallelujah. God began to show people how to work together and use their, 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 their abilities and their strategies to push the ministry forward. And then God said, don't keep this to yourself. My Jesus. God said, take what you have and share it with other congregations. Yes. Now you want to know what blessings are. Amen. Blessings come in giving. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. When you give to people, God gives back to you good measure. Press down, shake it again, and run it over, should God give in your bosom. Bless the name of Jesus. Let me already right finish. This is what God has done in and through this ministry. Hallelujah. And yes, I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you that we need to get involved in God's agenda for the world, not just the United States. Listen carefully to this. And I, 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 I don't have a clock, so I don't know what time, how long I've been preaching. Praise the name of Jesus. Where am I? You're almost at, I think, of almost an hour. Almost an hour. All right. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the last thing I'll tell you, the gospel has been preached in America until we are done hearing. We have the gospel on television, we have the gospel on radio. We have churches all over the all over the nation. Many people don't care about the gospel in America. Now I'm not saying we should stop preaching. We got to keep on preaching the gospel. God's agenda, though, is for us to leave these United States of America and go into all of the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Yes. When your heart is set to take the gospel to the nations, God will start connecting you with people. God will start giving you opportunities to sow and to go. God will start orchestrating your finances and your leadership to facilitate your going. God will do it. Amen. Let me show you something in the scripture. I said that was the last thing. This is the part of what I want to show you. There would have been no need. I think I'm going to preach this the rest of this next week. There would have been no need for God to give these men in the enemy's camp a, a dream about what was going to happen to encourage Gideon if Gideon didn't have the heart to go. It's like there's no need for God to undergird your faith and to show you what your faith will do if you won't get up and step out on faith. So don't look at your size. You know, don't, don't, don't look at your inabilities. Amen. Don't, don't, don't look at necessarily your educational level. Listen to God. Get involved in God's agenda for your life, for your ministry. And allow God to change every equation that needs to be a chain, that needs to be changed in your life so that you can accomplish his ends, so you can accomplish his purpose. He created you for himself. He created you to live a life that will bring glory and honor to him. Yes. Oh yes, that means change. That means change for us. God means, that means change of our way of thinking, our way of living, our, our, our perspective of life. Yeah. But it also brings blessings. Yeah. It brings the blessings of God. It delivers you from your enemies. Mm -hmm. It frees you to do the assignment that God has given you to do. It brings confidence in your life Amen. that you can do, that you can be 
everything God has created you to be and to do. Amen. Sound like I'm preaching a mission sermon? Well, praise the name of Jesus. As I said earlier in the message, this is what we are about. Yeah. The mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what every church is to be about. That's what every believer is to be about. Like Jesus said, it's not my will. It's God's will. It must be done. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Now, Lord, there'll be any unbeliever listening, any backslider listening, any person that's that's tossed and turned, divided in their minds about how their lives should be lived and what they should be doing in life. I pray that you minister to them. I pray that you'll draw them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, this morning, as we minister to you, you've heard the word of the Lord. Your life was created and given so that you can live for God and do His will. Yes, it's a struggle in this life because as we're growing up, many times as babies, we're not taught to know Christ. And then and as little children, we're not taught to know Christ. And as we grow, we have so many influences. Many people in this world today have no time for God. But today, this is a personal thing. What is God saying to you? Is God calling you? Has God spoken to you today and called you to him so you can live your life for him? Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, to satisfy divine justice so that we don't have to suffer the penalty for our sin, which is death. He died for you. He gave his life for you. God raised Jesus from the dead that we too can have eternal life. Do you believe that Jesus died for, your, for you, for your sins? Do you believe that God wants you to be saved? Do you believe that God raised him from the dead so you can have everlasting life? If you do, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Because we're inviting you, we, we, we are inviting you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ to accept his sacrifice on that cross for your sin so that your life can be given to him and you can begin to follow his agenda, his will for your life. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. For me and that God raised you from the dead so that I could be saved and have eternal life. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Live in me. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I give my life to you today. And I thank you for receiving me as your child. Amen. Now the scripture says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons, and that includes daughters of God. So if you receive Jesus today, now you're God's child. Now you're saved. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. You, if you've done that today, and this is a decision of your will, the Lord has saved you. What we want you to do, because it's not just uh, important that you pray the prayer of salvation and get saved. You need to grow in the Lord. Write to us. Let us know that you've accepted Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Go to our website. There's a place, there's a form for you to fill out and contact us. 
Give us your information. Someone will get back in contact with you. One of our ministers will get back in contact with you and pray with you and start that process of walking with you with the Lord. If you live in an area, if you don't live in this area and you need a church home, we can help you find a Bible-believing church to connect to. We will do that as well. For any backslider, for any person that, that's struggling today and you've divided in your mind uh, where you should be, uh, the Lord is speaking to you about coming back to him. Just pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I'm backslid. I started with you, but I turned around. Lord, forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I confess my sin to you today. And I give my life to you again. Take me. Use me as your child in your service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pray that prayer. Let us know that you rededicated your life to the Lord. Let us know how we can help you grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one last thing before we go. Amen. It's probably posted if you're watching us uh, on, the, on, on, on the page somewhere. We want to encourage TOP, especially, to give their tithes and offerings online. And of course, we have a founding day seed. This is our founding day, so if you can, I know some people may be financially strapped, maybe you've lost your job, you don't have income, and you can't give at this point. But if you can, give your founding day seed $125. Amen. You can give uh, topraise.org slash forward slash give or give with five. Five Tabernacle Praise, Church International, York, South Carolina. Give through give with five. Or you can mail a check to 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, 29745. If you're not a member of this ministry, the Lord has linked you to soul. We welcome your seed. We're not here to raise money. Amen. But it takes money to operate ministry. But it's a blessing again. So if the Lord is leading you to sow into this ministry, feel free to do so. We welcome that blessing. And we pray the blessing of the Lord upon each and every giver. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Next Sunday, I'll take this word and finish preaching this message. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you've been inspired and helped by what the Lord gave us to share with you. These are critical times that we're living in. There are a lot of voices speaking to us and vying for our attention. But I want you to know that God wants your attention as well. God wants to be able to help you, to bless your life and help you live a full and meaningful life. So give God your attention today. Now. If you've been blessed by this message, let us know. Visit our website at topraise.org. You'll find a place there to send a message to us. We would love to hear from you. Also, as the Lord leads, if you feel led to sow a seed into this ministry, give to this ministry, you can do that as well at topraise.org forward slash give. Also, as the Lord leads, and you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do that as well at topraise.org forward slash give. Help us as we spread the gospel to various parts of the world through our podcast and also through the work we do on the ground in Dominican Republic, Liberia, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Ghana, Kenya, Malawi, and South Africa. A seed into this ministry will bless people beyond our borders. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing whatever the Lord lays on your heart to share. God bless you.